the main issue is just, yeah, missed pile here and there, missing like a flower bed because normally they don't go to the bathroom in the flower that's, bed. That's right. Yeah, not all back backyards are created equal. Yeah. Some are more complex. and The different hot zones. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Welcome to Masters of Home Service, a podcast by Jobber. Each week we talk to successful home service entrepreneurs and experts in their field to learn how they built their company so we can make your business more profitable and more efficient. We're in Las Vegas at Blue Wire Studios, and today we have Erica Krupen. Erica, you poop scoop. Or you scoop poop. Which one is it? You scoop scoop the poop, poop the scoop, all of it. Depends on the day. So you started a business about five years ago of dog waste removal. Yes. And it's going really well. And so I want to talk to you about that. But first, give us, give us our, our listeners just an idea of what a normal day is like in your, in your industry. All right. Well, in my business, at 8 a.m., my customers get an automated message saying, hey, today's your scoop day from Jobber. Beautiful. I don't have to send any of that out. And then when we have all of our supplies together, because we keep our trucks very organized, everything for the most part is very streamlined. You wouldn't expect for a pooper scooper business to be so organized, but we have to be, right? This is a legitimate business. So then when we're on the way, we text the homeowner, say, hey, we're on the way to scoop your yard. I like to add a dog and a poop emoji. I like to keep (laughs) dog poop cute. And then we arrive to the property and we scoop the waste in a, you know, in a a streamlined way. And then we just rinse and repeat 20, 30 houses a day. And then we we leave for the day and that's, that's it. So most of our listeners know 20 to 30 stops a day. That's a lot. So high volume businesses, uh, window cleaning, maybe mowing, no one's doing 30 in a day, a single crew at least. And so that's a lot of stops. Yeah. First of all, let's go back a little bit before we get into because uh, I, I have a lot of questions. How did you get into this business in the first place? My husband's last name is Krupen. So I married into this last name. And growing up as kids, they would joke around about Krupen's pooping, scooping. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Life goes on. We end up getting married and I see my dog going to the bathroom outside. I was sick of my pharmaceutical job because I was a pharmacy technician for 14 years. Desperately knowing that I needed to do something different. Mm. I looked at my dog doing the biz. I looked at my husband. I said, can I start that Krupen's poop and scooping thing? Can I use that name? Is that okay? He's like, yeah, sure. So literally the next day I went and filed for a DBA, did some research online and just kind of pieced everything together. And now I'm here. Good for you. So how did you get your first clients? Facebook. I created a Facebook page. I created some crappy, I like to say some crappy material. (laughs) There's so many good uh, one-liners like that. So many punnies, right? And I posted on social media and said, hey, I started a dog waste removal business. I'm looking to get my feet wet. Would anybody be interested in letting me scoop their dog waste? And this woman from the jewelry business, because I was selling jewelry at the time, Hmm. just kind of get my feet wet with, with sales. And she's like, yeah, sure, come on over. And I did it incredibly cheap. It was on a Wednesday in the evening as the sun was going down. And that was my my first gig. It was 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. And I remember leaving there, and I had 20 bucks in my hand. I said, I cannot believe I just made $20 scooping dog poop out of my <laughs> 2007 Chevy Cobalt. Good for you. That's the American dream right there. So, okay, so you get one client, which – obviously turns into many more as we'll get to in a second. What's the service plan like? So tell tell our listeners, a client once you come, come scoop their poop, is it every day? Is it weekly? What's the frequency? And, and tell us about that. Well, for recurring, it's usually one time a week. At one point I was doing three times a week, but then I was just spread too thin. So it was just trial and error, right? But the the big thing is, is when 
when springtime hit and I posted in buy sell trade groups, I didn't mm. realize how much this was going to blow up because I posted in 47 buy sell trade groups. I left for a jewelry show. I thought maybe like one or two people will message. My phone was blowing <laughs> up. I'm listening. Wow. I'm listening to the speaker. I'm looking at my phone. I got up and walked out of the convention because I was like, I don't need to sell jewelry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skipping poop from now on. Exactly. And so I just started responding back to people. And at that time, I was only charging $55 a month flat rate, which if, if it was four weeks, was uh, $13.75, which is no money. No money. But mm -hmm. I quickly learned that my prices needed to go up higher. And then for those first-time cleans, I said, 50 bucks sounds like a good idea. When I first started, every it was just, okay, that, that sounds like it's a good idea until, you know, you look at the numbers and you pay taxes, and you're like, okay, I should raise those rates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so... First year you're charging not very much, which we all we've all been there, right? right? We're we're just trying to get a business started, get off the ground. So you're at thirteen seventy five a visit, and it, like, if it's the first time, there's way more poop. I, just like if you're cutting grass, the grass is higher the first time. So I get that. So the first time is more expensive, and and how are you? Were you charging people monthly, or were you charging them each time? Well, it was money. It was loose. I was however you want to pay me, carrier mm. pigeon, uh, check, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. Just give me you know Venmo. And so some people would pay per week, some people would pay per month, but they wanted to pay afterwards because a lot of the lawn care, because they were, you know, comparing me to the lawn care industry. And they said, well, most landscapers do all of the work and then they pay at the end. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't feel comfortable with that. And so I said, if you want to pay for the month, it needs to be uh, prepaid. Right. So you'll pay on the first of every month. And that was difficult. That was really difficult to hold my ground and to be confident in my business and say, no, we provide a you know good service. Mm -hmm. We're reliable, so I want to charge ahead of time. And it didn't happen right away. It was a, a slow, painful progression. Mm -hmm. And so now, for the most part, everybody pays on the first of every month, but some people do pay um, every week once their service is completed and their credit card gets charged. And is there a variety of service, or is, is, is it just one thing? Pick up the poop. Is there anything else, add-ons, anything else you do? I don't, but you can. You can add sanitation because you can go and sanitize uh, patios, decks, sidewalks. And that's a, that's a really good income-producing opportunity. So what is that? Tell us more about that. So you have uh, deodorizing or sanitizing. Because a lot of times when the dogs use the restroom, you'll get an odor that isn't pleasant, right? Mm -hmm. And when you have people over, you don't want to have that smell. So you can go in, deodorize. Or if a dog had parvo or had some type of like fecal disease, we, we would come in with a sanitary solution and spray down the area to kill that bacteria you haven't done that yet but you're working your way towards releasing that service is that yeah. right yeah i had i hadn't put together a policy and procedure and put the time into it because i didn't i didn't really have the time and i didn't make the time but recently i sat down and we come up with a plan what products we're going to use why we're going to use them and educate ourselves because our customers they're going to want to know why is this product going to work better than this other product and we want to be able to tell them why yeah so how many houses or homes, I should say, do you go to each week and then each month, roughly? Like as a company or like per technician? Per technician. Per technician, one scooper can usually do about 150 houses a week. And that's a good, full, solid week. And we're productive. Our route density is really tight. And we're making, we're making money that way. And what's your average ticket on those? Right now, it's $18.50. Okay. We're trying to get it up to $20. Because the goal is is to make $60 an hour with our business. And obviously, the bigger the yard, the more you charge. Yes. I, I assume. How do you bid that? Do you bid online? Do you? How do you bid people over the phone? I have a tier. 
I want to know how many dogs you have, and I want to know the size of the yard. Is it one-eighth of an acre or less, one-quarter, one-half, or larger? And so that's how my price tier is. It's how many dogs versus the size, and then I have the, the equation that comes up with the price. Okay. And so someone calls you, they have three dogs, you, you price it all out, all that kind of stuff. Do you do any, like, commercial clients? I do. I have a couple HOAs. That's your homeowners association. If the homeowners association is paying you, they are considered the commercial account. And we'll come in, either we'll, we'll scoop the common areas where the dogs go to the bathroom or dog waste stations. Those are your green stations that you see at parks along uh, walking trails. And we would sanitize those. We would change out the little bags and then the, the trash reciprocal at the base. If you could have a perfect business, would it be all residential, all commercial? Like, What's your favorite or what's best for you? Commercial is money. Mm. Like if you want to make money, money, commercial is where it's at. It's hard to get into it, but once you get into it, the property managers talk, mm -hmm. right? But dealing with commercial comes with its own issues. You know, they don't pay you right away. It's either a net 30 or net 60. They're going to want to lock you into a contract. So you have to be able to negotiate that. You have to make sure that you have the proper insurance. As a residential, we love seeing the dogs. We love the homeowners. So if I could have a good blend, I would like to have probably 70% a commercial and 30% residential. Okay. And because the residential helps float the, the cash flow. I mean, yes. if you have 50% of your business is residential, you're getting paid every single time, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you were to go all commercial, there would be a gap there. The net 30, uh, you'd have to bridge. But yeah, I do like the 30 to 70 model for sure. So I have a lawn care business. My technicians don't like homes that have dogs for obvious reasons because they step in it and it's gross and all that kind of stuff. And so have you gone down the road of like, I don't know, uh, pairing up with uh, lawn care mowing companies, partnering with them, even just a referral program? Like, is that is there anything there? My landscapers that are listening to this, don't get upset with me. I love you guys. And I do enjoy working with the landscapers. Here is the issue. They have their route, right? They do their, their stuff the way that they do it. And I as well. So if they have a customer that's on a Thursday and they want to be scooped on a Wednesday, but I service that customer because they're in my area on Friday, there's a discrepancy. Okay. And so the landscapers that I do work with are flexible. They're like, I don't care if it's picked up two days before, three days before. I just need it maintenance. Mm -hmm. Those are the landscapers that I definitely can work with. So if somebody's listening to this and you want to get in a relationship, you just have to really work out those details about the scheduling and what works for you guys. Okay. You said your average ticket is about $18 a visit. You're, so you're doing a t one tech, and you, you have one full-time technician, and then and you also, right? One full-time, and then I have one part-time. She's on Wednesdays. Okay. And then me. I'm, I'm part-time. I work Mondays and Tuesdays. You're, you're scooping two days a week, but yes. then you're working I'm scooping all the time. Mon Monday and Tuesday. Okay. So a, a t generally speaking, based on these numbers, I mean, a, a technician can do about ten dollars to $12,000 a month in, in scooping by themselves with no heavy equipment, no big trailers, right? No, not, not, not a whole lot of anything besides some, what do you need? Bags? You need a gloves. yellow, a yellow quickie dustpan. It's like a dozer bucket. You need a child's garden rake or a rake that suits your height. And then a 13 gallon trash bag, because that is the perfect bag that fits into that bucket. And you need your sanitation. You have to sanitize. If you can't purchase the 256 top performance cleaner because it's too expensive, bleach. That works mm. That works well too. But that doesn't have a super long stability shelf life. So you have to make sure that you keep 
making that solution because you cannot transmit bacteria to from one home to another. You just can't. Where's all the poop go? Well, you can either haul it away with you, which then you're, you're considered full service, or you can double bag it and put it in the homeowner's trash can. And that's what I do now because I ran into a situation <laughs> where I loaded a dumpster down way too much and we had to go in there and pull the bags out. No. My husband. My husband went in there and did it. And he's still married to me. That's true love right there. Right, right. That's... He didn't kick me to the curb. But he said never again that you can't do that again. <laughs> never. So, so <laughs> it, well, it sounds better anyways. I mean, keeping it on site. Yeah. Anytime you start hauling things, it's, it costs more. And so it's better just it to keep it on site. It does. And it adds money to the hauling cost, then the drive time, and then sending your technician that non-billable time. So it adds to payroll. It adds to everything. And clients don't care, right? If it's double bagged. As long as it's not stinking, yeah. If that's if that's built into the cake, then it is, that's just how you do things around here. Then I'm sure they're I'm, very, I'm sure you lose very few people because you want to leave it on site. Yeah, I'm and guessing. I, I feel like, and if the homeowner is really upset about a stinky trash can, maybe you can upsell with a trash can deodorizer. You yeah, know? yeah, There's yeah. Always options there. What kind of training goes into it? Because with a lot of companies, pretty much every industry, there's a there's a callback issue, right? Like five percent, ten percent, whatever. You have a callback. Someone made a mistake. In your industry with poop scooping, what gets you a callback? A missed pile, usually, okay. or unfortunately, and I can't say this hasn't happened to us, a gate that's been left open. And that is huge. Yeah. I had to do a termination because of that. But I was able to put a job form in a jobber. So now it triggers us to make sure to take a picture of the gate before mm -hmm. we close our job out. So that is prevented. But the main issue is just, yeah, a missed pile here and there, missing like a flower bed because normally they don't go to the bathroom in the flower that's, bed. That's right. Yeah. Not all back backyards are created equal. Yeah. Some are more complex and the different hot zones. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break and talk about jobber. Erica, you use jobber and you use uh, the automatic invoicing. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Everything's automated because I'm, I'm a little wild. I'm a little crazy. I'm a little forgetful. <laughs> and so Jabber's literally my best friend. I, I have everything automated yesterday while I was here hanging out. Customers were getting billed because their cars were getting charged on the first of the month. And that has been a huge game changer because I'm not having to chase around money. I'm not having to say, hey, where's the check? Because as you know, when the check's in the mail, it's not coming. Yeah. It's not coming. I used to sit in the car on road trips and just charge every invoice, hundreds and hundreds every month because it was automatic, but it wasn't automatic yet. When automatic invoicing came out of the jobber, it revolutionized my business. That sounded painful. It was. Sorry. <laughs> it I'm was sorry painful. you had to relive that. I appreciate it. It's over now. If you want to give Jobber a try for automatic invoicing and all the other features that come with Jobber, you should go to jobber.com slash podcast deal for an exclusive discount for new customers. Do you guys use company cam? No. You know what it is? I've heard of it. I don't. So Company it. Cam is a software that's amazing. And what it does is it basically, because a lot of times you tell your technicians, like, take take a picture of that, take a photo of that. It's on their iPhone. They text to you. Then they're off work. They they forget. And all the, so Company Cam, all the photos that you take in Company Cam are in Company Cam. They're not on your phone. And they immediately upload to the cloud so the office can see them instantaneously. And then you can forward it to the, the client. The reason I bring that up is because you could require them to take a photo of the gate closed. That's what we, we do. If, I, if the client calls you and says, the gate was open, and you can actually send them that photo with like a timestamp. And so actually it was closed when we were there. Yeah. The UBS guy must have opened it or some, somebody else. I love Company Cam. It's, it's totally changed, changed my business. So how do you hire employees? And then also how do you retain them? Tell us about that. The training process, how's all that look? 
Well, I'll be really transparent. I'm struggling with hiring right now, so I'm in the process of that. But the rock star that I did hire, I was looking for somebody that was reliable, somebody that had good energy. With this position, you can't have somebody that's Eeyore, right? They Mm -hmm. can't be slow moving because, right, money, we got to move fast, but we have to be efficient. We have to be detail-oriented. So that's what I look for. I look for somebody that has a good personality that can talk to customers and somebody that's about getting work done. And so that's what I've really been focusing on recently. I'm curious. Earlier you said that you were doing three times a week, but then you just couldn't handle that. In a perfect world, if you had the staff to do it, is three times a week best? It depends on how many dogs and and the size of yard. Say if you have three dogs, right? And you have a smaller yard like that one eighth of an acre. Yes, absolutely. Three times a week would be perfect if you have kids and uh, you have a pool and you like to entertain. Because when you have that many dogs and the yard's that tiny, you know what's going on back there. Yeah. It's not, it's not pleasant for the pups. What is your messaging like? I've been your website. It's a beautiful website, by the Thank way. You. It's very well branded and it looks, it looks, it's very strong. What is your ultimate message to people who are checking out your, your company? Like, what's the, what's the thing that really gets them to jump on board with you? What would you say? Like, what's the messaging? That if you don't want to scoop the dog poop, you don't have to because mm-hmm. we can take care of it for you. We don't like to judge. I don't care if, you, if you're hurt, if you don't feel like it. People want to consider you lazy because we get that a lot. I can't believe people are so lazy to pay. And so, you know, I have fun with it. I go back and forth with people in the comments. And I think that attracts people too because they see my humor around it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get defensive. I don't get nasty. I just, oh, I have fun. I'm just yeah. like, I'm surprised you had enough time to, to message this when you had to like go hunt your own dinner and build your own house. And did you build your own car? grow your own grass, all of that. So I'll, you know, I do stuff like that. But that's just my main messaging is if you want it, here it is. Yeah, we do it for you so you don't have to. Yeah. Do you, do you find that clients are doing it themselves or are they really just letting poop just pile up in their yard? Oh, it's it depends. Okay. It depends on the area. It depends on the people. And some people, they get overwhelmed, especially with that spring rush that happens. They go out there and they start it. And then I start hammering on social media. You don't have to scoop the poos. We can come. And a lot of times we'll get calls from people that started doing their yard and they gave up. They're like, I can't do this. <laughs> and so they yeah. bring us in. I'm like, yeah. don't worry. And that's another thing is people, it's a very intimate. It's a very intimate service to, to tell somebody that you haven't scooped dog waste in six months, eight mo- months. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's a little sh- shameful it is. for them at least. Yeah. And so I think... With me coming in and talking to them and talking them off the ledge and just letting them know, like, we understand, we're here to take care of it, we are the professionals, it gives them that peace of mind, and then they're not, they're not embarrassed anymore. And so that's what we really focus on. I make sure to tell my technicians when we're in that backyard, even if it is absolutely horrendous, you will never say anything about it being bad. You say, oh, it's okay, we'll take care of it. You get to your truck, then you can talk all the crap you want, but <laughs> never in that backyard. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't want them to be embarrassed. I mean, it's like house cleaning. So many people don't pull the trigger on house cleaning because they're embarrassed their house is dirty. And so I'm, I'm curious, do you ever scoop on Saturdays? If there's a rain, like a weather day, a okay. rain day, we get pushed back. Or if it's a, a spring rush or something is really like intense is going on, we will work on the weekends. But we really try to operate Monday through Thursday and then keep Friday as an overflow day. Yeah. I do, I do that too. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you, if you're having a hard time hiring people, just because you don't want to work on Saturday, I've learned this too, doesn't mean someone else doesn't want to. And so you might be able to find a part-time person who just bangs it out on Saturdays. Clients are home. They're happy. It's sunny. They're playing basketball in the cul-de-sac. 
you might find that Saturdays are your best days for like five-star reviews and, and tips, all that kind of stuff. You guys get a lot of tips? Yes. Okay. Crystal gets the most tips. <laughs> <laughs> she gets, when I'm going through her tips and calculating them, I'm like, dang, Crystal, they love you. That's great. Um, it is really good. But can, can I circle back to the Saturdays? Yeah. A lot of times we don't want to scoop on the weekends or on holidays because kids are home and kids will open up doors because they want to say hi and let the dogs out. And not all dogs are friendly. Mm. And the one time that I was bit, I was actually bit on a Saturday because a toddler opened up that back we'll patio door. We'll never do Saturdays again. I'm, tra- <laughs> I, I'm traumatized for life. That's kind of stuff that you have to be cautious of, of those of the doors, the kids. That's why we send the message when we're on our way because mm-hmm. some dogs could just nip you a little bit and then another dog could really, really do some damage. It's dangerous. Absolutely. I want to change topics a little bit. In terms of our listeners, our listeners... There might be some people out there who are thinking about starting a, a poop scooping business after hearing this interview. If they, lawn care or house cleaning, specifically interior cleaning, have you found, what's your experience with this of like making this an add-on service of another company? Do you think that would work? You could. The uh, landscapers add this onto their services because it's a okay. pain point for them, right? They arrive, they go to mow and then it's, it's nasty. It's mm-hmm. all over the place. And their mowers are going through it. And a lot of the landscapers, they were just picking it up and not charging. Well, then they heard my podcast or, you know, social media. They're like, we can charge for this? Absolutely, you can charge for it. So you're already at the property, right? So you don't have to charge the buku bucks, but you could add another 10 or 15 bucks onto your, your mow, mowing a client. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. So what is a mow? So if they were to do that... You're, you went through earlier the supply list, like anything else that they would need. How much does it cost to get started? Like, could you get started for a thousand bucks? Yep, that's what I had. Okay. I had a thousand dollars. I went and got, and what is it, a DBA? I would suggest getting an LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that now. So get that, and then you just get your supplies. And then because I was hauling the waste away, I had to put a hitch on the back of my 2000 Chevy Cobalt. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yes, it, then I put a cargo trailer on the back of her. And I was able to get everything started with business cards, bleach, a very poorly done website in the beginning mm. for all under $1,000. But realistically, if you just want the bucket, the rake, I, I would say you'd be able to get away with this for under 200 bucks. If someone's out there thinking about starting a business, what would you tell them? Like, what, what should they do first, second, and third? Pick a good business name. Try not to have your name in it. Because I'm telling you, with it, with it being Krupen's Poop and Scoopin, every time a complaint comes in or an issue, not not only is it my business, but it's my last name. It's so personal. Mm. I'm like, oh, it hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest really think about your name. Think about the, the scalability of it. And then make sure when you go online, make sure obviously the name's available for your LLC and then all of the social media platforms like your TikTok, your Instagram, your Facebook. You definitely want to be on Facebook because that's where your customers are at. The older generation that have the extra money, that's where they're hanging out all the time. Yeah, yeah. So that would be the first thing. Get your business going and then just get your supplies and don't be scared to tell everybody and anybody that will listen about your business. Just have fun with it. Have yeah. fun. Like it's a, this is a, it's a crappy business, but it's, it's a fun business. It is a fun business. And I think that one thing that comes to my mind is it's such high volume. Like there, yeah. there's, there's, there's low volume, then there's high volume, and then there's really high volume, mm-hmm. which is yours. You could have so you could dominate the reviews on on Google. You you could have so many reviews because you have so many clients. And, you know, if someone's power washing houses, they're doing three or four a day. You're doing like twenty to thirty a day. That is a lot of opportunity for 
five-star reviews and, and just dominating the reputation online. So I, lo I love that approach. So Erica, you said that you probably wouldn't rename it the way you did it the first one because it has your name in it. Or would you still name it that way? Or I don't, I'm, I'm torn. I'm still, I'm like thinking about it because I've actually been thinking about it or a rebrand because I was going to get my truck wrapped hot pink. I want all oh, my vehicles yeah. to be hot pink. But when they sent me the rendering for the same wrap that a partial wrap I had on the car, I said, it's not right. Absolutely not. So it's getting getting me thinking that maybe I need to either do a different name or, or really play on like the croupins and then have a really powerful tagline. Yeah, so, gotcha. So I don't know. I'm still kind of torn Up in the air it. a little bit on that. I am a little bit up in the air. What would you say are some mistakes that you made in the last five years that people could avoid? Letting my emotions get get to me because I am an emotional person and the self-doubt creeps in, the imposter syndrome creeps in. And the, the emotional roller coaster that an entrepreneur goes through, it's, it's one of the wildest rides. And you won't understand that unless you're an entrepreneur. And so surrounding yourself with people that get it, because when people don't, they work their nine to five, they come home, they shut it down, but we're, we're all over the place. And having a good support system around you to help control those emotions so you can just stay focused and, and stick to the plan. And make sure you have a plan, okay? Have a business plan and stick to that. So that yeah. kind of like all goes together because when the emotions get a little wild and you're feeling kind of like down on yourself, you just resort back to the plan. It's like, it's fine. It's cool. We're just going to work it. So what's next for Crouppen's Poop and Scoopin'? What are, what's the next stage of business like for you? I'm going to learn how to hire, right? I'm going to get this down and I'm working on the policies and procedures and getting everything that's in my brain on paper, black and white. And I've realized I can't do it on my own. I have to reach out to people to help pull that out of me. So I'm, I'm hiring that out because uh, I've spent the last year and a half, two years trying to do it myself. And it's just, it's, it's not good. Yeah. 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 You need, you need help. You need a team and you need to, you need to grow this thing. This is a great business mm -hmm. and more clients need more coupons, poop and scoop in your house. There's so much opportunity. There's the uh, 2020, as we know, we know what happened in 2020. A lot of people bought dogs. So the pet economy just has exploded. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Erica, this is great. I, I do want to, as we wrap up, I want to hammer home, because I still have some questions about it. How do you price the first visit? Because I imagine, like you said, it could be a, it been eight months since it was last scooped. D dive into, especially for our listeners who are looking to start this kind of business, how do you price that first visit? Okay. Now, th this, it's not standardized pricing across the board. This is just how I like to do it. In the industry, People like to make 60 bucks an hour. That's the goal, $60 per man hour, right? And so if you go into a backyard that has, it's one eighth of an acre or less, I know that typically that property should not take me more than an hour. Even if it is full to the max, we could just rake that, that property up. Oh, so you're raking. I wasn't even, th I was thinking you were scooping, using the thing to scoop. Oh, uh, no. If it's, a, if it's a huge sea of poop, then you can rake it. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, okay. we, we use children's garden rakes because the, the scoopers, like that's, you know, that's takes a while. Yeah, that's amateur stuff. We're, pro <laughs> we're professionals amateur. over here, okay? So we have, we have the rake, we have the bucket. And, but if it's a really bad yard, we could just use a big rake, rake it up, put it in the trash bags. Not a problem. And so with that in mind, okay, I want to make at least 60 bucks an hour. So I'm thinking to myself, each one of these first time visits are going to take me at least an hour, but I don't want to just charge 60 bucks. I want them to start at 90. So I add an additional $30 onto it, like another half an hour. And so that's where my prices are starting. And then they go up from there. 
Then the larger yards, if you're getting into a quarter acre, a half acre, then we're going into like $200, $300, $400 for these cleans just because the, the sheer size. Because not only are we walking the property once for the first visit, we're not walking it twice, but a lot of times we're walking it three times to make sure that that property is thoroughly cleaned for that first visit. So pretty much every, maybe every single one, new client is an in-person, you go to the home and you look, you don't even try to bid a first-time cleaning over the phone? No, I do. Oh, you I do? do. Yeah, because if they answer it, if they say my yard is one-eighth of an acre or less, cool. Okay. They have two dogs and it's been, I have tears, is it been, is it freshly scooped? Which no yard's freshly scooped like how we scoop it. So <laughs> right. There's, there's automatically like a $20 onboarding fee added on to like what their first visit would be. And then it's, has it been a month, two months, five months plus? And so that kind of gauges where our, our, our trigger is going to be and where we're going to start with our pricing. So if somebody says it's been a month, two dogs, standard size yard, that's going to be $110 for us to come. Because I know that we should be able to get that done in under an hour. Now, everyone listening is, is thinking this. So I'm, I'm a man of the people. So I'm going to ask them, what happens if they tell you it's been a month and it's been a year? You have that. What do you, what do, you do then? What, or what does your technician do? Uh, the technician will call me or text me and say, hey, listen, this is, this is way worse than we anticipated. So if we exceed that hour, I make the phone call. I, I say, hey, I don't know, Miss Susie or, you know, whatever your name is. I have Crystal in the backyard. We're scooping, and we've already exceeded the time allowed for this scoop. On your intake form, it said that it's been a month, but it's clearly been a lot longer. We've pulled out 17 buckets already. At this point, in order to move forward, we're going to have to increase the price to said price. Okay, so from my business brain, so you could charge per bucket? You could. If you wanted to. People do. Okay. People charge per bucket. People charge Why per don't you? Because I don't want somebody out there staring at me, watching me fill that bucket up. These buckets get very heavy. And so sometimes I'm not filling up a bucket all the way. I'm filling up halfway. Because you can get tendonitis in your wrist. You can blow out your, your this shoulder. Is this a five-gallon bucket? Yes. Okay. And it's heavy. It's heavy. And so, yeah, I just don't want people to watch me. I just want to go back there. I want to do my thing. But it, it's people definitely do that. They have a ratio. Like, first bucket is $45. Then mm. each additional bucket after that is $20 or $25. I love that. So, in theory, you could get a two-gallon bucket and fill that up. Yeah, totally. There's okay. there's options. It's that's not really That's really useful. Okay. Interesting. Because that happens. People say, and they might not even do it on purpose. Oh, it's been a couple months. It's been three years. Because <laughs> they don't realize. <laughs> it's obvious. There's poop everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. Got it. Okay. So let's summarize this in three actionable steps. Number one, if you start out, make sure your pricing is, is right. It might be low in the beginning to get customers, but then quickly raise it up to an adequate, proper price and, and price it based on number of dogs and size, and all that kind of stuff. Number two is you're selling convenience. People are willing to pay for this. It does not have to be a freebie. It doesn't have to be this cheap thing. It can be an appropriately priced service, just like anything else. Number three is upsell sanitation and upsell odor de deodorization. Is that right? Yes. If you want to deodorize or sanitize the actual property, that's an upsell. We sanitize our equipment every single time, and that's that's it's included in the price. That's Got very it. important. That's a must-have. But in yes. terms of cleaning their surfaces, that could be an upsell. Yes. Got it. Erica, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. That was great. I appreciate you talking a little crap with me. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> so how can our listeners learn more about you? Either the Scoop Podcast or Croupin's Scoop and Scoop and just type that in and 
lots of stuff will pop up. And that's a weekly podcast? It's a weekly. I did uh, Monday, today, oh my goodness, 52 episodes in 52 weeks. Wow, good for you. That's awesome. Thank you. I, uh, I know that a lot of people are getting a lot of that out of that podcast. And I just, I love your branding. I love your website. It's beautiful. It's well done. It really gets the message across. You're, you made a nasty thing cute, and that's hard to do. So well done. Thank you. I'm so thankful to our listeners for tuning in today. I hope that you heard something that makes your business more profitable and more efficient. I'm your host, Adam Sylvester. You can find me at adamsylvester.com. Remember, your team and your clients deserve your very best. So go give it to them. We'll see you next week.